Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Haiti Pop Thoughts. This is my first podcast that is filmed. Uh, for those that prefer visual learning uh, over just strictly uh, auditory. So uh, looking forward to today's episode and really appreciate everyone uh, for tuning in. Uh, just some initial uh, thank yous. Um, first and foremost, everyone that has given their time to listen to my podcast. Uh, secondly, just want to say Merry Christmas and God bless. Uh, this is my favorite time of the year. and want to make sure that I am sharing the Christmas cheer and good thoughts and vibes to everyone out there. Uh, so I wanted to start uh, today's episode with that before I jump on into plenty of different uh, topics uh, today. So really, uh, another thing that I want to start with before talking about some ideas um, is just the fact that uh, I have filmed 11 podcasts over the past uh, 50 or so weeks, if I can do the math there correctly. Um, my goal was to have 52 um, podcast throughout the year, so that would equate to one a week. Obviously, I fell uh, short of that goal, um, but that's all right. Um, I am definitely taking the momentum heading into 2022 and looking forward to um, a very big year. Uh, so I think I'm going to end up, yeah, filming either uh, my 11th uh, podcast. Well, obviously, I am. That's what's going on today. Uh, but I might get one more out before the end of the year. So that puts me right around, I'd say, 20 to 23%, doing just quick math in my head, of uh, reaching my goal um, of the 52 podcast. So definitely fell a little bit short, but that's all right. I uh, learned definitely a lot along the way. Um, definitely want to pull up some notes here uh, because I like to uh, prep with just some uh, thoughts ahead of time. Um, so just some big things that I've learned over the past uh, year in terms of filming a podcast. And I keep saying filming. Um, that's because I am filming today. But recording a podcast um, is just consistency. Uh, getting out there, uh, sharing your perspective, uh, your viewpoints, um, and making uh, a name for yourself. Um, I think that's really important to get started. Um, a lot of times it's always like, okay, I'm going to get started next week or next year, the beginning of the new year, uh, especially with that coming up here. A lot of times, you know, we save the big milestones or our resolutions for the first of the year um, instead of looking to get started and activated on those uh, sooner than that. So consistency is really an important thing. Um, heading into the new year, as I mentioned, want to, you know, put out a lot more content, make sure that the content is engaging. Um, and if it's only engaging to a couple of people, so be it. Um, I enjoy talking about things um, and I think I'll only get better from here on out. Uh, something that I've preached from the very beginning uh, the next thing that I've kind of learned here over the past couple of episodes is to 
not be afraid uh, to talk about uh, some, you know, debatable topics. Some could argue are controversial. Um, you know, it's healthy to have a conversation um, about topics that not everyone might agree upon. Um, and that's the beauty of living in the greatest country in the world. Um, you know, as long as you can have a civil discourse, I think it's really important to hear other viewpoints um, and share uh, those perspectives out to uh, the world. Um, another thing is people are going to judge you no matter what you do. Um, you know, you could be, quote unquote, the Pope. Um, and there's still going to be people out there that have, you know, gripes with you. Um, or, you know, you could be on the other end of that spectrum there and, uh, you know, not be quote unquote, good human being. Uh, I'm not going to get too far into that. Uh, but the point being is, you know, you're always going to have critics out there. Um, and you just need to stay true to yourself. And really the only feedback or opinions that you should take into consideration are those that are coming from your camp or the people in your corner. Um, certainly there is going to be a lot of noise out there and you just need to um, ignore 99% of it. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, another lesson that I've learned is just to get out there, get started and focus on your uh, dreams and ambitions, uh, be relentless in your pursuit. Um, there's always going to be uh, people out there judging, and a lot of time the people out there that are judging you are the ones that are afraid to pursue their own goals um, and achieve their highest, uh, you know, aspirations or desires. Uh, so, those are just a couple of uh, points um, in reflection of 2021 and all of my uh, podcasts that I filmed up to this point. I uh, just wanted to take a couple of minutes to uh, share those thoughts uh, with you all. Um, another uh, topic that I want to dive into today since it's kind of been uh, growing throughout many different uh, industries or companies um, is the topic of, uh, you know, health privacy and healthcare. Um, and as you can imagine, uh, kind of getting into, um, you know, the COVID-19 affairs. Um, and I'll try to keep this as uh, unbiased as I can. Um, but really just want to open up the conversation to those that are out there, um, you know, listening in. Do you believe that employers should have the right to keep track of vaccination status um, for COVID-19? Um, do you believe that the organizations or companies out there uh, should be able to charge a healthcare premium or a health insurance surcharge? Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I know there's a lot of good discussion out there, but definitely want to hear from other individuals. I mean, I'll quickly share my two cents. Um, I want some consistency. If there are going to be uh, quote-unquote uh, mandates um, for recording vaccination status, and uh, you know, 
giving out, um, or not giving out, but uh, having additional surcharges um, for healthcare issues. So just some quick examples here that I've shared uh, with some folks um, that I've talked to um, is if there is a COVID-19 surcharge, uh, it's important then that we start to question or ask why is there not a surcharge for those that don't get the flu shot? Um, and maybe organizations will start charging uh, for that. And that's where I'm kind of, you know, recommending uh, that companies stay consistent. If uh, they're going to record uh, COVID-19 information, let's do that for the flu. Um, or explain to me why one needs to be recorded and the other doesn't. Um, that I have not fully uh, comprehended today, but I'm willing to learn. Um, you know, the, the next thing or example would be just uh, unhealthy BMIs. Um, you know, if, again, organizations are going to get into the private uh, health affairs of its employees, uh, then it needs to start taking into consideration some other healthcare issues. Um, which again, maybe some companies uh, already do this today, but if you are an employee that has a unhealthy BMI, you probably are subject to higher insurance rates because you are quote unquote um, at risk of, uh, you know, contracting uh, illnesses or just having higher health care costs because of um, you know, your unhealthy habits. Uh, there's no beating around the, the bush there. Um, so those are just two examples that I have with uh, BMIs and flu. Um, you know, if you're going to charge uh, employees um, for not taking the COVID-19 vaccination, then start to be consistent with other healthcare issues. Um, and if you're not going to do that as an organization, uh, provide some rationale to employees for why that is not the case. Um, I think it's um, a little uh, hypocritical um, or inconsistent to you know pick and choose which uh, healthcare issues are more important than others. And I probably should have started with this. Uh, you know, I'm not a healthcare um, or a, a doctor uh, and I don't plan on trying to act like I'm a, a doctor, but what I do want to do is just ask questions uh, about what I'm observing and what's being put out there. I think every um, human being should have the right to ask questions and challenge um, information. Um, and it's certainly acceptable to have a conversation um, that shares different perspectives and viewpoints um, because we all know that people have a lot of different viewpoints as it relates to this particular topic. Now, I know I typically avoid uh, the political uh, conversations um, in this uh, podcast, but wanted to quickly touch on that today uh, just to share you know, some thoughts and as well as get some uh, um, feedback from others. Uh, so, Enough with that, uh, let's dive into, um, you know, some other opportunities for companies to pursue, um, since that is something that I really enjoy uh, talking about. I know I scratch the surface sometimes and I could definitely go a little bit deeper, 
Um, so if you have additional questions or feedback on how I can, you know, provide a little bit more uh, detailed information around my recommendations, please reach out and share those uh, with me. Um, <clears throat> so the first uh, opportunity that I want to discuss has to do with one of my uh, heavily discussed companies being Apple. Um, and that's primarily because I use Apple products every day. I own, you know, a iPhone, a iPad here. Um, hopefully I don't have to pay royalties to Apple. I'm just a little guy here. Um, as well as um, an Apple Watch. And there's just a lot of areas of opportunity for Apple, as I've previously discussed on multiple different podcasts. Um, so the first um, opportunity here is for you as a consumer to add labels or tags to your apps. Um, that way you can, you know, pull down, drag down from the top of your phone or from your iPad and do the search for your apps. I don't know if a lot of people use that feature, but I do. Um, and sometimes, you know, I quickly search what comes to my mind and that doesn't return the results that I'm looking for. Um, for example, I sometimes am trying to locate the Google Home app on my phone. Um, and I believe it's called just Home. Um, but I should also be able to call that, you know, Google Home. Um, and it should return that app um, and, and pull it open for me. Or I should be able to see it and then go into it um, would be the more correct uh, way of describing that. Um, so that's kind of an example of what I mean by adding uh, keywords or tags to your apps. That way you can return... Um, the apps that you are looking for. We all have, you know, different ways of identifying what we are trying to get to um, on our smart devices. So it would be very nice to add that to apps. I believe that's a feature that's out there for photos, maybe not uh, on Apple. I might be conflating uh, some of the companies um, that I've seen. I think Google for sure has it where you can add tags um, and I'm drawing a parallel here. You can add tags or keywords to your photos um, and you can search um, for those keywords and it should return you know, the photos that you are looking for in your library. So the same type of concept here, uh, but with the apps on your phone. Um, so I think that would be a great area of opportunity for Apple. Um, and maybe other uh, platforms or companies don't have that uh, feature as well. So something that they could certainly implement, uh, such as, you know, Samsung. Uh, it's the first other big company that came to, to my mind there. Uh, so that would be a great um, opportunity to implement. Another topic here um, is a topic outside of the um, Apple uh, environment or ecosystem. Um, and this has to do with uh, health and nutrition. Um, another big passion of mine, I've touched on some topics in previous episodes around um, health and wellness or health and nutrition. 
Again, I am not a dietitian or a certified doctor or anything like that, but I'm always uh, researching and looking for uh, the best ways for me to be healthy, uh, which is certainly going to be different than, you know, um, people in my family or, you know, just friends. Um, so, uh, really an opportunity that I see is having a app, um, that basically keeps track of all the fast food restaurants, uh, health and nutrition facts. Um, for me today, um, if I am lazy and I decide that I want to order fast food or go to a fast food restaurant, the first thing that I do is I search for the fast food restaurant name followed by nutrition facts and I typically get a Google uh, query result that uh, gives me just a PDF result of all of the different items on the menu. And I look at all the nutrition contents. Um, two things that I'm big on personally are sugar intake and sodium. I want to make sure that I am limiting my diet um, based on those two uh, nutrition uh, ingredients there. Um, but again, you know, everyone has a different uh, biological makeup. Um, and you know, certain things might work for others that might not work for me, uh, let's say. Uh, so anyhow, I really want to create an app or I want to see someone, uh, develop an application out there that does, you know, again, have all these different, uh, fast food restaurants and doesn't necessarily even need to be quote unquote fast food restaurants, but a big database or catalog of restaurants that, um, compiles these nutrition facts. That way you can do some uh, quick uh, research on what you are consuming and putting into your body. Um, I think it's extremely important to become educated and learn um, what is best for your body and how to fuel your body. I think uh, that is something that we as a society overlook. Um, I'm not going to say that we are completely oblivious because there are plenty of people out there that are aware. Um, and again, this is something that I'm still learning about myself, but we should really be cognizant of what we put into our bodies um, because we are essentially, um, you know, a car <laughs> at the end of the day. And you want to make sure you're putting the right gasoline and oil to make sure it runs properly. Maybe that's not a good analogy for those uh, that aren't that familiar with cars. I mean, I'm not that familiar, but uh, anyways, um, just we need to recognize as a society, you know, what we put into our bodies. Um, but at the same time, you have, you know, the choice to consume the food that you want to consume. But for those that are more health conscious than others, and want to keep track or understand the uh, nutrition information um, that these fast food restaurants use um, for their food uh, items that are on their menu. Um, and this is where I see a really big opportunity um, to, you know, compile a database um, that stores all this information and that can be accessible via an application or an app on a mobile device. 
Uh, so I think that's a really big opportunity. I uh, would love to see someone tackle it. Who knows, maybe I will go out and try to tackle that opportunity. You know, how would it be, um, you know, successful from a business perspective or how do you make money? Um, and those are all great questions that I will save for a later point in time. Uh, just scratching the surface here once again, but just giving you a little bit of a uh, taste of what that opportunity could potentially entail. Um, scrolling through some of my other notes here, um, really want the uh, iPad to have the uh, native calculator app. Um, this really is a small request uh, out to Apple. I know I jumped back over to Apple, um, but uh, not really sure why it's not available on the iPad. I probably could have done a little bit more research, but I think it's something that is low-hanging fruit and Apple should uh, put out there for its customers. Um, and lastly, uh, this idea here is very similar to the keyword um, or topics um, for phone apps, but it's um, specific to a particular application that I use almost daily, um, which again, I think I have mentioned. Uh, I certainly have mentioned it. I just talked about it a few minutes ago. Um, at least I think so. Um, is the Google Home uh, app. Um, and the Google Home app uh, really controls the smart devices that you have in your home. Um, so for me, I have linked multiple uh, products that work with Google. Um, and I have smart lights um, in my house. Um, and essentially, I am able to assign them to a room um, with a particular name. Uh, for example, I can create a room that's called uh, outside, um, but I have to verbally speak to the specific lights um, to turn off those said lights via my voice. Uh, so again, outdoor lights would be the room name, um, and I have to get very specific such as turn off the backyard tree light, um, but I think there should be um, some keywords or tags or topics that you should be able to add as secondary names. Uh, that way Google can query and, you know, um, complete your commands. Uh, so in this example that I've been using here with my outdoor lights, I should also be able to refer to it as backyard lights. Um, if that's what I wanted to uh, call it, and it should be able to uh, recognize uh, that both of those are acceptable um, commands or names and turn off the set of lights that are in that area. Um, so this might not be specific to Google per se, and maybe specific to the manufacturer of the smart lights. In this case, it would be Philips Hue, um, but I feel like it's a combination of probably both companies. Uh, so again, I think that would be a great uh, idea or opportunity uh, for those companies to evaluate and look at implementing. Um, so those are just uh, three or four um, areas or opportunities for uh, the companies 
um, that I mentioned to look at exploring. Um, you know, I have a lot more uh, recommendations or ideas, not only for those companies, but for other companies as well, and companies that haven't even um, established themselves yet, they might not even exist. Um, and I will certainly talk more about that for those opportunities or ideas in future podcasts. Again, just wanted to uh, say thank you to everyone that has tuned in. Um, really appreciate you giving me your time. Um, look forward to some additional feedback. And I am excited for what's to come here in 2022. So thank you. God bless. Have a Merry Christmas. Haiti Pops out. Peace.